Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join T2 and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. Welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Spencer Locker. And me, Dave Pendleton. Good afternoon, Dave. You all right? I'm very well, thank you. Spencer, yourself? Ah, not bad, thank you. Not bad. Yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Um, yeah, I thought we'd uh, we'd pick up where we left off with that occasional series that we were doing, the five dysfunctions dissected. Now, by my reckoning, we've done trust and we've done conflict. We have. Which brings us conveniently to the doorstep of commitment. I thought you were going to say convincingly to the doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> Too many C's in that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes, so, it, yes, yeah. it indeed does. It indeed does. Right. So, I mean, you know what? We've both read the, uh, the, the um, not definition, but the way that Lencioni positions it. And what are your thoughts on this? Because I think, uh, I think it's, it's interesting now when we, when we come to different people and we ask about certain things, we get sort of slightly different answers. Hmm. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, and it, and it's really cool to sort of check understanding, I guess, from the off, um, because when when we're talking about things that are not necessarily as its purest definition, it, it makes sense to do that little bit of an alignment piece, um, and in this situation, I do just that, and I do it with each one of these um, these behaviours uh, or the dysfunctions, um, because you, you know, Spencer. I mean, I suppose I'll ask you, my friend, are you committed to your job? Ah, yes, I am. I mean, that's the correct answer, right? Of course it is. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I am. <laughs> but but the self-same applies if if we were to ask the rest of the team T2, hmm. um, if a leader in an organisation were to ask their team if they're committed to their role, hmm. I mean, nobody's going to say no, hmm. are they? Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about because, of course, people put their hand up and say, yes, I am. And, and this is what I ask people. I, I say, are you committed to your role? You know, and... It would be unusual for somebody to say no, of course. But that's not necessarily what we're talking about. We're not talking about how individuals are in terms of the levels of commitment to carrying out their tasks to the highest level of their ability on a daily basis, hence deeming them successful. We're talking about something much larger. Um, and this is about being committed to the cause. Right. Rather than just the role or the role itself. Okay. Yeah, I'm quite prepared to believe that. Do you want to sort of paint a picture for me there, Dave? Yeah, so, yeah, of course. What What is the cause? Well, all organisations, of course, have a cause. Some of them are defined by using um, traits and behaviours that are expected of their individuals. Some of it's by having some fantastic... Um, you know, vision statement that's up behind the receptionist, you know, down on the ground floor. You know, some people just have an ethic, you know, and what, whatever that ethic is. Um, if you like, uh, ours is um, the people perform as people. Hmm. It's a bit of a strap line. Hmm. But actually, if you think about that and digest it, that is our cause. Our cause is trying to develop people with every interaction in every situation. That's what we try and do. We try to help people just be a little bit better than they were before mm -hmm. in some way or another. Thought process, skill, you know, decision-making, whatever it might be. So that is, I suppose, 
T2's cause to help people be a little bit better than they were before. Now, if you think about that, there's an awful lot of stuff in there. Mm. You know, each one of us are very different. We've got similar roles, but different roles at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a lot of support staff that help knit that all together. So it can't happen in isolation. Mm -hmm. So for me to be, you know, for me to come to work and be as good as I can be on my own in isolation is not quite enough. We've got to do it together. Yeah. We've got to believe in the same thing. And we've got to do our best to implement it at the same time. Yeah, and I suppose that's sort of, that's taking a group, uh, uh, some people from being a group of people to being a team of people to a certain degree. Am I, am, is that yeah, right? absolutely. And an organisation yeah. made of many teams, yeah. essentially becoming one large team. Yeah. Absolutely, because we all believe in the same cause. Incredible. Incredibly powerful. Now, you and I know, Spencer, of course, that's not the real world. We deal with many organizations who, um, I suppose, demonstrate a really important point here Hmm. Um, because many organizations have talked about, many leaders that we deal with have talked about this topic and and, um, this way of identifying certain ways of behaving, certain types of behavior. And it's our good old friend siloed behavior. Right, and okay, siloed yeah. mentality. Yeah. So when commitment to the cause isn't where it needs to be to cause uh, to affect to complete alignment, this is where silos start to arise and start to be produced. So i.e., Spence, you know, you and I, for example, if we worked in one team and we were committed to doing the very best that we can do, but actually we didn't necessarily believe in the organizational outcomes then we cause silos. We cause levels of protective behavior. So i.e., you and I look after ourselves and whatever happens outside of our bubble, so what? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. So um, when we start, I mean, we talk about silo behavior all the time. Uh, but it's, when if they're not, if they're not actually committing, is it, are they committing to something else? Well, they're committing to doing their best in the moment. Yes. They're committing to, do their doing, to, to doing their best in the role, which is, of course, mm. the question we ask. Yeah. Are you committed to your role? Yes, I am. But it doesn't mean to say that they're connected to the cause of the organization or even the cause of the team, because some people could behave in silos within a larger team mm. quite easily. Um, and this arises, Spence, because... You know, we we make a big point here of talking about these behaviours being interconnected one to the next. And if we don't believe in the cause, maybe it's because we don't understand it correctly. Maybe it's never been communicated to us in a way that makes sense. Hmm. And when we start to ask questions, maybe we're not allowed to ask questions. Right. Maybe those questions are not permitted. Or maybe we are free to ask those questions because... We like to engage in positive conflict, which is the next behavior down. Um, And somebody says, yeah, yeah, great. Thanks for that. And it never goes anywhere. Hmm. So then we start to feel underappreciated and underheard yeah, or not heard at all. How many times have we come across that? Yeah, every time we run this session, Spence. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's real light bulb moments at this point when we say, right, are you 100% committed to the cause of the whole organization? I mean, I, I sort of had, a, I've had many high-level discussions with, I guess, people that we should we we should assume are indeed connected to the cause of the organisation because they work in in an organisation that has a cause, mm. 
you know, it's in their, their publicity, it's in their marketing material, it's all over their vehicles and so forth. Yeah. But when you actually ask that question and people start thinking a lot more in depth, and then you mention the phrase siloed behavior and siloed mentality, all of a sudden light bulbs are starting to light around the room and it makes perfect sense. Mm. Yeah, definitely. That that commitment definitely needs to be sort of clearly defined, really, or clearly understood, clearly understood whether it is the, the best you can do or, or is it to the, the cause. Good stuff. Excellent. I like it. I like it. Well, a really a common a common statement or something like this statement that comes out here at this point in the session, Spence, is that, well, they never tell us what's going on. Hmm. They never tell us what the strategy is for the next 12 months. Hmm. And my only reply is, when do you ever go and ask? Right. Yeah, good point. Well presented. <laughs> Which, of course, makes people stop in their tracks and think, actually, yeah. Have I even been asked? Hmm. Do I even know who to ask? If you yeah. don't, then go and ask. Yeah, but by the same measure, we've got people who they do who do go and ask, and they just get fobbed off. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess the outcome is similar. Yeah, the outcome is similar. Yeah, a lack of commitment. So I'll always just hold a little bit back, hmm. rather than be in wholeheartedly. And then if something goes wrong, I'm all right. I'm going to protect myself. I'll protect my small team. Yeah, and that's exactly what silos are. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, right. Okay. Well, commit uh, that commitment is, is a huge thing. I mean, we talk about, we talk about, uh, the three sort of, uh, people who, um, are in the organization and try to understand why or what sort of committer they are, if they are a committer at all. So we have some people who don't commit, not necessarily for the sake of not committing, but mm -hmm. because there's reasons behind that. We've got people who are in, so they agree, mm -hmm. big thumbs up, happy with that. Mm -hmm. And we've got the people in the middle, these sort of passive agreeers, mm -hmm. who tend to agree, but not necessarily agree. They, they'll vocally agree, they'll visually agree, but not necessarily fully agree. So yeah. why, why would that be? Mm. Why Why would... Why would we have these three sort of people in a, in an organization? Well, I mean, you know, you, you, yeah, you're agreeers, I suppose. Those people who in meetings, communications, you know, whatever it might be, when we start to talk about change or results or so forth, you know, these guys, generally speaking, just want an easy life. So they'll just say, I agree. I mean, I'm committed. And then do what they want anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Um, or you might get people playing the political game, trying to form allies. Some teams, mm, right? You know, it's politically correct to say I agree to you, but then somewhere else I'm going to say something else. Yeah, you politicians, if you like. Mm. Um, and then you get those passive agreeers who basically are agreeing, but they're working from their own agenda, right? And I guess these are the guys who start to form the subgroups and the silos. Because I mean, listen, you've probably heard it in organisations. You've probably heard this communication come from senior leadership to yourself, because I've heard this before. When a senior leader will come from a meeting and the purpose of the meeting is to communicate something to the team, mm. lack of results, change, new strategy, you know, new tasks, whatever it might be. Um, and they come with something they think is bad news and they'll say something like, guys, listen, I've got a message, but please don't shoot me for delivering it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm pretty so, sure you've heard that before, right? Certainly, and it just and and yeah, it certainly has that effect on me. That well, if they're not committing, why should I? Well, that's a clear demonstration of a lack of commitment. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rather than coming to him saying, "Guys, listen, we've got some information that I need to share with you. We need to get on board with this," or something like that. Yeah, challenge state language rather than threat state. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because that person is clearly in their own silo because they're not committed. Mm-hmm because they don't believe it for, for whatever reason. Yeah. And they're going to create silos by saying, this is not my message, so don't shoot me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 certainly. So we've got people who are committing, we've got people who aren't committing, and we've got people in the middle, the passive agreeers. They say of. they will and do something yeah. else from yeah. their own agenda. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting, when we start considering the people who don't commit, the... Uh, it's when we when we see these people who, who who don't commit, it's sometimes very easy to to sort of judge them by our own standards. I mean, particularly if we are a commitment, we are a committer, an agreeer. Mm. If we believe um, wholeheartedly and we fully commit, for somebody to actually turn around and go, "I'm not committing because of whatever," I don't agree. Well, I don't agree. Yeah, sometimes we've got to sort of go a little bit de- deeper in that. And, and, and go below the surface mm. because it's dangerous to sort of think that they're just being belligerent. It's dangerous to just think that they're being bloody minded. Absolutely. Um, obviously it's going to be, uh, you, you're going to have people within the organization who might have a bit of a reputation for being this sort of person, somebody who doesn't commit. Do you know that sort of person, Dave? I don't know why you're looking at me that way, Spencer. For those people who can't actually see us, <laughs> there's a look of uh, doubt and disbelief coming my way. <laughs> Which, well, listen, no, no, you're absolutely right. And it's a great point you make, Spence, because, you know, when somebody is a disagreeer, they're often labeled as, as negative, argumentative, resistant, whatever it might be. And that's simply because whoever this person is disagreeing to or with isn't entertaining the simple point we made on the last hubcast, which was around positive conflict. Now, generally speaking, there are two types of disagreeers. The ones who disagree on everything, every reason, um, simply because they're awkward and they've probably been beaten into that mindset by the organization or management that they work for, mm. generally speaking, because nobody, I don't think anybody starts off that way. No. They kind of evolve to become that person. Yeah. And then, of course, there are the disagreeers who are inquisitive people. They're inquisitive to know what the details are, how it affects me, how it involves me, what the outputs might be. Uh, and again, those people can be incredibly useful if the people that, the, that they're communicating with and to are indeed happy with what might be described as positive conflict. Because having the ability to say, I don't agree, is absolutely positive conflict. But the person, the other, the, the other party needs to be able to say, okay, then listen, tell me why you don't agree. Describe it to me in your words, rather than, Oh, it's always that. You're always being negative. You need to stop being negative. Just get on with it. Yeah. And that's really interesting how people seem to, they seem to encourage or try to encourage uh, critical thought. Mm. You know what? If you're committed to this company and organization, you're going to want the best for the organization. And wanting for the best, the best for an organization isn't agreeing to everything, is it? It's not. Nor should it be. No, 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 no. I I wouldn't want to work in a team of of absolute agreeers, Spence. I want us to bounce things around. Yeah. I want us to unpick things so that it makes sense to us all. Yeah. And and I guess, you know, if if we're going to talk about dynamics, a team really needs, for me, 
you know, maybe one or two people who are happy to go along with the consensus to keep harmony. That's okay. Mm -hmm. As long as they genuinely agree. Yeah. Uh, And then there needs to be a few people who actually say, hold on a minute. Are you sure that's the right way? What we don't want, of course, is the middle ones, the passive agreeers, whether Mm -hmm. agreeing for for the sake of politics or face and then doing their own thing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where we start to see siloed behavior and a lack of commitment. Yes, definitely. And that's where it all becomes unpicked. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, thank you for your uh, thank you for your commitment today, Dave. You're very welcome. You I, I'm I entirely that? committed to the cause. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Cheers, Dave. Uh, Always, we'll be back soon with another T2 Hubcast. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>